love you. Gentlefolk, ladies and men, we're glad to have you here again. So please, won't you come on in and sit with us here on the couch? I am very tired and very stressed, and my name is the Green Traveler from <laughs> Gorsh. <laughs> you know, probably not as equally, but yet tired and stressed. I'm a faceless Leon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's... But, you know, you can't really tell because it doesn't wrinkle. That's true, yeah. Yeah, you are just mm. one-note face the whole time unless you form it thus otherwise. Yeah, and I, that takes concentration and my stress is Yeah, and I never understand. Whenever you form it into a sad face, I never get it. I'm just like, why? <laughs> it's, it's the most overdone sad face. You have like the most droopy frown. It's just so, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. I don't think it's sad enough. <clears throat> I'm really trying to get it for so that the corners of the lips touch my collarbones. Or, you Ooh, know, yeah. the shape of collarbones that I have yeah. made. On my yeah, the, the, the disturbing part for me is that there are no tears, but you put like divots in your skin where there should be tears. Like it looks yeah. like black tears. Like, like it's, yeah, it's like, disturbing as fuck, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like <laughs> I'm the better emoji. That's all. It's terrifying. Is that <laughs> I don't get sadness <laughs> out of it. It always like whenever you make a sad face, I'm just like, Jesus, what happened? <laughs> well, not even pity. I mean, I guess it's pity. I mean, it depends on the situation. Like, <laughs> somebody lost a, fe- a loved one or whatever, I guess, in that situation. Especially if it was, like, a horrifying death. Like, if they were murdered by Jason or something. <laughs> right. Then that face would apply. You'd be like, yeah, I would feel that amount of sorrow. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Uh, this is a podcast about movies and TVs. Yeah. Yep, all the TVs called Green and Faceless on the Couch. And to explain why I'm stressed, and you can hear it in the background, I'm sure. I don't know if any kind of audio quality available to us is going to be capable They're, of removing it. it. You're going to hear Yeah, you're going to – the whole episode, you're going to hear it. My dog's whining. She's having a lot of skin issues. She's having hip dysplasia. She's on pain meds. She has a cone around her head. I have fed her until like – I fed her so much food that like a mole would die from it. You know, if a mole were to consume the amount of food that she's eaten, it would explode. She's well fed, <laughs> is what I'm saying. And yet, still, she is whining for treats. And the doctor's like, the only thing you can do to keep the hip dysplasia from getting worse is to give her this experimental pill, possibly might help, and to walk her more and to feed her less. And so I'm trying to feed her less. She wasn't, she was barely fed to begin with. You know, it's like I'm, I'm feeding her like the minimal limit for her weight. And she's not losing weight, you know, and I'm walking her a lot and she just, she just stays stagnant. She's like a solid 40 pounds, but they want her around 30 to 35 and I want her around 30 to 35 too, because it's, it's <laughs> what she's supposed to be, especially if it's going to help her hip, of course. Right. But nope, she doesn't want to be there. She wants to stay at 40 and that means getting all the fucking treats she can. So you're going to hear her throughout the entire episode whining for treats. Because she refuses to sleep until I cave. <laughs> and I refuse to cave. I refuse I to cave, good I think you're a good, good dog, Dad. I think, I think you're doing good. Uh, poor Zelda. Yeah, poor Zelda. It's, 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 a, it's a trying time, and I'm trying very hard not to let my stress and negativity affect her. I'm trying to keep it calm, keep her happy. And uh, ignore her for an hour while we talk some square, scary movies. <laughs> yeah, not, that sounds great. My stress is more work-related, so there's actual right. people involved. And not that Zelda's not actual, she's just not a people. Exactly, yeah. I got some of that work stress, too, but it's not, it's not as bad as I'm sure yours is. Yours is more, seems <sighs> like there's a lot going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is, but that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're talking, uh, we're, we're going back to the comfortable. We're back in the playlist. We're talking the fourth films of these franchises. Let's get into Four it. Four of them. Four uh, of them. Shocking. They're yes. Just, they're uh, shocking. It, it's shocking to me that, like, uh, Friday the 13th got four films. Like, yeah, that's for sho- real. You know, 
<laughs> After the first three, I'm just like, really? They made a fourth one? And it's the one that has the most films of, of all three of these franchises. It's the one with the most. I think. Maybe I'm wrong in my math. But it's just... It's crazy that they did a fourth one because the first three were just so much of the same and so yeah. so very, like, and I don't think... I'm sure they were popular, but, like, it didn't seem like critics especially liked any of them when they came out. No. So, they they made a fourth one. I know Why? I did. It really, I mean... <laughs> I I think Shelley was the best part and he was also the worst part, so... <laughs> <laughs> he was the uh he was the makeup kid right the the one i, I want to call a certain name and you you don't like me calling him that <laughs> i know it is rude i know but every character in these films are just stereotypes yeah when so there is a certain point to be made there i think it's a little bit different with stereotypes than it is with cliches i feel like if you're referencing a particular cliche like for example, the last girl, as you have in this show, right? That it's right. okay to refer to it as that because that's what pe- it's not just what people know it by. It also the name of the cliche expresses what's wrong about it, right? As well, right? Exactly, and and, and a stereotype is degrading and and yeah. insulting. So I get it. I do understand. I just like calling people fat. <laughs> 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 I used to be a fat kid. Like it's, <laughs> I had to deal with it. It's not. It's not something to pass around. It's. It's not nice to bully people. No, I'm not gonna bully this dog no. though. Bully this dog. I swear to God. <laughs> but Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. First off, <laughs> lies, fucking lies, like hardcore. But here's why it was the final chapter. The producer of all of these films so far. I don't remember his first name. I want to say it's Fred Mancuso Jr., but I just know it's, it's Mancuso Jr. He wanted to end the franchise because he's produced. he's been producing these films, and he didn't feel like he was getting respected for the amount of producer work he was putting in. You know, he thought in, in film, film circles, people were kind of shunning him or making fun of him, and so he just wanted to hang it up. He's right. like, I'm done with this franchise. I want to get out of it. And, he, you know, he brought back makeup artist Tom Sawihi. Sawihi, I don't know. Sorry, uh, he returned from Tom returned from part one to kill the character that he helped create because he helped create this like Jason styled killer, which that's kind of fun. I like yeah. that kind of a backstory. That's interesting. Bringing in the makeup artist to do one final job, even if it does turn out to be lies. <laughs> I do like the makeup. Yeah, yeah, the ma- the makeup's pretty good. He does the cool ass kills. I mean, that's that was the best part of the the first one was the right, the kill right. makeup. But I don't, I didn't like the kills in this one because a lot of them happen off screen. That's true, but there's a couple of things Until the that end. happen on screen that are a lot of fun, like and also yeah. a little cheesy, but. I feel like that really actually works for Friday the Thirteenth for some reason. It's true, yeah. It is just sh- it's just schlock cheese, and and it's it's schlock nice to cheese schlock cheese. It's nice to just finally have a bit of schlock cheese to just like you know at the end of your night if you're just tired and you're like I don't want to be scared scared. I just want to sit back and put on something silly and goofy. We're finally getting into that groove with Friday the Thirteenth where it's like you just put it on. You're just like. I don't really care what's happening. People are dying. There's screams, boobs. That's exciting. Yeah, that happens. So like, yeah, that happens a lot. So I do want to go like, back because I mean, we're doing this over the internet. So, but I mean, you know, we're not in the same yeah. room. So, I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. You're saying, are you saying schlock cheese? Yes. Like you put on a sandwich. Yes. Okay. Like it's schlock. Yes. Cheese. All right. I mean, I got, I, that's what I thought you said. But then the <laughs> second, the last time you said it, I thought you said schlock teas. And those are different things. Is it? It's either- a bit of a schlock tease, though, too. <laughs> because it's not as bad as you think. Because <laughs> it's not, it's not as bad as you think. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> we're finally, we're finally getting into think. that groove. That's the sad thing, is Mancuso wanted to end this franchise, but this is where it finds the groove, where it's just like, eh, fuck it, we're just gonna, like, he's wearing a hockey mask now, and he's just gonna kill people, like, yeah, He just kills it. people. And is is this the one where, did he have a, um, 
the, the hockey mask, I, I'm, I've already forgotten most of this movie. There's like three right. parts of this movie that I don't remember in particular. <laughs> yeah. And we'll talk those parts yes. because they're the greatest parts. But like, th- is this the one where his mask has like a, a cut down it because of the last film where she put a machete through yeah, his head? Yeah, that's exactly okay. right. Yeah. I like that. I'll give him applause to that. I think I, I just lost, lost you. you. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Fabulous. But, uh, but like, I like that. You know, it, applause again to the makeup designer for keeping that bit of continuity. You know, he, he took a fucking machete to the head in the last film. Of course, that should stick around. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like his, I like his mask having a, like, a just jagged scar down it. That's kind of fun. When they remove the mask near the end, he just looks goofy as all hell. And it's just not scary. <laughs> hey, it's so I stupid. think it's better than it, what they had in two. Because this, I don't know, that just seemed insulting to certain people. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, like, I'm trying to compare them in my head. I, I recently discovered, I, I, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, I think it's Aphantasia, where... And I again, this is something, this is just one of those things I've heard on the internet, and like the more I read into it, the more it feels like it applies to me, but I haven't been diagnosed with it. This is just a thing on my head. That's the kind of person I am. I'm that weirdo. But like, <laughs> so aphantasia, like, it's it's where you can't visually picture, picture something right, in your I mind's eye. Yes, yeah, like when you close your eyes and somebody tells you to like think of a pink elephant, you can imagine a pink elephant, you just don't see it. You know, I close my eyes and I see just black and I can imagine what a pink elephant would look like, but I don't see it in my mind's eye. I'm just like, yeah, sure. Like, I know what an elephant looks like and I know the color pink, so I can imagine, I guess, what a pink elephant would look like. For the longest time, I thought that's what everybody was like. I thought everybody closed their eyes and when somebody told you to, like, imagine something, you just thought about it. You don't actually see it. I don't see it. Maybe it's a Gorshian thing. It could be a Gorshin thing, but apparently a lot of human beings have this and just don't wow. realize it because they, you know, it, it's like, it, it's like the concept of like, how do we know everybody has the exact same color of red? You know? That, yeah. That is always fucked with me. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's along the very same lines though, where it's like people who have aphantasia, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, they don't realize it's not a common thing to close your eyes and just visualize something. Like, to actually visualize right. it. You know, so it's like, for the longest time, I would read Green Lantern, and they're just like, oh, close your eyes and imagine what you want, and then your, your ring will make it. And I'm like, I don't think that would work for me. Apparently, it would. There's, I found a lot of subreddits that talk about Aphantasia and Green Lanterns, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious that people think about this stuff. But it's... I don't remember how I got from... Uh, I got here with that. I'm not Damn entirely it. sure... But do you think the human population developed this trait when you helped to build the pyramids? Yeah, I mean, my ancestors. I, well, I yeah, personally, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm not that old. You were thank a baby. you. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> 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 oh, Gorshins do look a little bit like Baby. Not not exactly, but we do look a little bit like Baby Yoda. It's kind of cute. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. So, a little when we're, longer. When yeah. we're babies, that is. When oh, we grow right. up, it's really, yeah, it's gross when we grow up. We have, like, you know, the pot belly kind of look thing going on. It's <laughs> We won't talk about it. I've worked on getting rid of it, but it's still there a little bit. I mean, you can't but, uh, find genetics sometimes. Man, I wish I remembered where I was uh, where I was coming at with that whole thing. It was something anyway. about the makeup. Yep. Yep, it was. Oh, oh, right. I remember now. It, it's hard for me to rem- to to visually remember the second Jason and the, J- the unmasked Jason and this unmasked Jason. Right. I can't. Right. I can't compare them in my minds. I do remember the you know the second one being offensive, like you said. This one just looked really weird because he's like kind of decaying. I right. guess like his his flesh is a little blue. Right. Uh, it looks like it's kind of just like fallen off a bit. Maybe it's just because he got a machete through the fucking head last time. It looks like know. he has varicose veins all over his body. And it could yeah. be like it's supposed to be like waterlogged or something. Well, I mean, that Which would make that sense. Would make you know, sense. He, yeah. yeah, he does just like, for whatever reason, crawl at the bottom of the lake forever. So like, yeah. <laughs> it's just a pastime for him. He, he's amphibious. Yeah, it's true. He's like, I died down here, so this is my home. Hooray. And I'm still uh, confused about that. Did he die? Did he not die? No, he, he's invincible, man. He is fucking invincible. That's what I'm getting from this. 
Uh, I mean, you know, machete to the head. Yeah, like, how do you fucking survive that? He did. He did. He did. And he's still killing kids to this day. <laughs> and so let's uh, let's let's talk these characters. Let because there's some fun characters to there talk are. about. Yeah. So specifically, I say let's let's start with Corey Feldman and work up to the good one. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's not I mean, to say Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman did have a great job. Yeah. Yeah, that sounded that sounded so terrible. I did not mean it to sound that way. Like I meant like let's start with Corey Feldman, who I really liked, and then work up to the one who fucking just he the that the, the thing about this movie is this man. And we'll get there. But first let's start with Corey Feldman. Young he, he is the boy, right? And this He um, is the boy, he's Tommy. Right. Yeah, I was never I was never like a huge what's he known for? What is Corey oh, Feldman just, big? I mean, he's in a lot of things throughout uh, I can't remember here. what show was like the big, the, the big Boys. show for him. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, he was in the Goonies, and that's also it. Stand that's by the me. one I know him from. Okay, and I know I I remember him now because I remember him in Goonies and Stand by Me. I don't I don't think I've ever actually seen the Lost Boys, but like here he is a young boy, like what a few miles from camp. Crystal Lake, like you know, the the him and his mom and his his older sister live at this uh, live at this house area. I don't remember where they're fucking I'm at. So sorry, I I I just went down the Corey rabbit hole, and there is a Goonies two announced. Oh man, yeah, it had to be announced this year or something. Why would that be on Corey Feldman's? <laughs> Well, he he's credited in films that just came out this year. So I made me think of the completely wrong person because I thought he he was dead. I'm thinking of somebody yeah. completely wrong. I think that it might be the other Corey. Yeah, that I don't know. I don't know which other Corey would be, but like, I don't know. I guess I'm thinking of a completely wrong '80s star, <laughs> '80s child star. Yeah. Oh well, oh, we'll wow. leave it. We'll leave it where it's at. <laughs> but <laughs> but he he is Corey. the. He is the young boy in this, and it's it's very fun because it kind of focuses on him. He's kind of the the main hero. We want to survive him and his uh, him and his sister, and I guess some of the 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 kids. I don't really care if the kid the college kids survive or not. They're just there to have sex, show boobs, and then get slaughtered. Fun. It's interesting, <laughs> but like Corey lives across the, the like the the gravel road. From where these kids are staying, and there's just there's an adorable little scene where he's in his bedroom and he's like supposed to be going to bed, but he can see the college kids about to have sex across the way, and he's just like freaking out and hopping up and down on the bed, just like yeah, yeah, you know, he's going all crazy, and it's you know if that continues into adulthood, it gets a little weird, but like as a young boy being a peeping tom, God, it's kind of hilarious and adorable. Yeah, like <laughs> him just bouncing up on down on the bed when he sees boobs, like yeah, like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then his and then yeah. his mom comes in and just like sees it. And she, like she doesn't see him reacting to it because he immediately acts like he's asleep. Like very good, very good job at you know hiding from the mother. Uh, what yeah. is what's that one game that we've definitely you're like, done that before? Um, I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that one game where you're like you're the? I mean, it's in Smash Bros. That's what I remember it from. But when the mom like comes out of the TV and you have to like hide from her gaze before it hits you. Oh, you, remember, you know the stage I'm talking about in Smash Bros. Yes, Italy? I do. Yeah, okay. I don't as long as you know that. that, it's it's a moment like that though. Where it's like the mom comes in, he's immediately underneath the sheet, and like, oh fuck. <laughs> And uh, she comes and she tucks him in and she kisses him on the head. And then she looks up out the window and sees the kids doing it, and she's like. Oh, I know what he's doing. I'll quickly leave, but not before she closes the curtains. <laughs> so, uh, just real quick, because I didn't want to feel like I was losing my mind. The, the two Corys is a thing. It's Corey Haim or Ham. I'm sorry. I, and he, he did pass away in 2010. I, I haven't read the whole thing. But that's probably who you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It, it might have also... I listen to the Game Grumps pretty regularly, and it might have also been something that they said where they were like, Corey Feldman commits suicide. Huh. <laughs> it could have been misinformation spreading along the lines. Blame it on the Grumps. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, to get back to Friday the 13th, who's the mom character? What are the moms and the sisters? What's their names again? 
Because they're, they're other main characters here. Uh, yes. The sister. I can't remember what her name was. I think it's Trish. Maybe. Yeah, sounds good. Kimberly Beck. Pretty sure that was who it was. It don't matter, really. They, they're they not, I, like, the biggest characters. They're just... Very recognizable, though. Her, 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 yeah. Their mother was. Uh, she seemed like a cool mom. Yeah, and, and, and like, the, the sad thing is, like, the mom character, at least, is not, like, your conventional horror character. I mean, she still goes towards a stupid sound when she hears a stupid sound. Right. But, like, you don't... She hasn't committed sins. You know, she's she's just a mom. She's just there. And, like, her getting involved in this and, like, what kind of happens to her character, you, you kind of just don't want it to happen. You kind of get the feeling that it's going to be her and the kid trying to stay alive and get away. And it, it's so quick what happens to her that you're just like, oh, I guess she's not going to be, like, the, the final lady. Yeah. It's, you know, we're going to shift to somebody younger. But I guess uh, there's not really much to talk about, so let's let's talk about the goodness. Let's talk about okay. the crispy goodness that is Crispin Glover. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh I God. do want to talk about his friend Teddy, though, because... Okay. Teddy, Let's talk about Teddy first, then. Yeah, because Teddy is gross, and it's like... And Jimmy doesn't seem like he's that gross, but it's not talking about Crispin Glover's character, besides mm. the fact that he's like, Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so horny. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a um, horny teenager yeah. it's so fun Dad. I mean that's the whole thing all these all these kids are just horny fucking teenagers and then, and then like I don't care about any of them because they all kind of blend into the same character like there's one who's there with his girlfriend but they meet two random twins for whatever fucking reason yeah. there's just these two twins there and Jimmy's worried that Ted's got the hot one because yeah, they don't yeah. look exactly the same or anything. Uh, yeah, and, and and the one who the, the the one guy who has a girlfriend is hitting on the other twin, which pisses Teddy off because you know that was his twin. Yeah, I guess it, they they apparently called dibs, and that matters in this world. So it's just there's a lot of teen drama, and then just yes. so much fucking boobs and sex that it's just yes. this, this one's the this one's the worst so far at that because it's just been constant oh, this yeah. whole movie. And Te- Teddy even is watching this like really old like smut film. Yeah, uh, maybe, <laughs> doing like the yeah. he's doing like the reefer madness thing too, where he's like smoking a joint and like laughing like crazy. Just yeah, like, <laughs> 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 that's the dumbest shit. Oh man, oh, it's man. so stupid. And they they all die, and I have no reason. There's no reason for any other characters to be in the story. I thought that Trish was with one of those characters, but then they killed the character that I thought was Trish, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, so what is the relevance of these characters? They're just they're just for." jason to kill it, it and, really does kind of feel that way <laughs> but i have to say man this is the best acted friday the 13th movie so far <laughs> it's true but i think it's only that way because of crispin glover like i, I only remember other crispin glover. and Corey feldman too brings it up too i, I honestly i felt like the whole cast until the ending in general that's the best part. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, I, I can't stand the ending. Oh my god, no! It's so ridiculous. So, so I want to I want to talk the ending, but I really want to talk Crispin Glover because he has yes. my favorite fucking part in this whole movie. This is right before Back to the Future. This is the movie he did before Back to the Future, right. before he became like really famous. And, and you know, he, he always does these eccentric characters like this. So this whole movie, he has been eccentric. You know, like I'm so fucking horny. You know, it's just <laughs> all, like he just the way he delivers the lines, the way he it's acts. Just, he has a dance. Glover. He he's just Chris McGlover, but he has this dance scene that is marvelous. Yes. I fucking love his dance scene. Like I'm worried he's gonna hit people. He's just flailing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so funny reminds me of his, me when i dance i mean i'm pretty much the same i'm just like i don't well i mean you actually have skill i've seen you on I, the dance floor well, you can actually that. dance i appreciate that but i also am large i am always yeah. worried i'm gonna hit somebody but 
I get that, but you also dominate the floor, so most people typically give you space. He is in a tiny-ass living room, (laughs) so people were not giving him space, and he is just flailing. I'm like, you're going to punch someone in the face. But it's it's his death scene that sticks out the most. Because spoilers, I'm sorry, Crispin Glover dies. (laughs) But he has the greatest scene so far in all of the Friday the 13th films to this date. There's one film later on, I mean, I'll, I'll adorably call it Jason X because I just, I'm going to ruin it. Jason X has, has a scene that I hold far higher than this scene. <laughs> but this is a close second for the whole franchise because it's so fucking funny. Uh, okay, so Crispin Glover's character, what's his name? Jimmy? Jimmy. He said? Yeah. And Jimmy is, he's hunting around in the kitchen and he's, he's trying to open a bottle of, of wine. And he's yelling to his friend Ted, who I think just got killed in the living room. Maybe he's still alive at this point. I can't remember. But he's just like, hey, Ted, where's the corkscrew? And Ted doesn't respond. So he gets louder and he puts his hand on the countertop. And he goes, hey, Ted, where's the corkscrew? And Jason slams the corkscrew into his hand. <laughs> I'm not giving it justice at all because it, it's, it's, it's smart it, to me is that he puts his he smacks it onto the table and then he turns his he like whips his hair back and they change the (laughs) angle of the camera he's like Ted where's the corkscrew and then slam the corkscrews in his hand it's the dumbest shit like it's so fucking well delivered because that's the thing is like coming from us it just sounds stupid as fuck right yes. yeah but seeing crispin glover do it seeing him whip his head around seeing him put his like slap his hand down onto the countertop hearing him scream like that oh my god it i had to i've seen this movie before and, but still, I had to pause it, rewind, and watch it two or three times because it's so fucking funny. I, I did have to rewind it because me and Sarah were laughing so hard that we t- were still <laughs> laughing when they started talking again. <laughs> oh, good. It's so good. But that's – I'll go into my closing statements if you're ready for that. Yeah, yeah, um, we can do that. And in it, I will talk the, the ending of a tiny bit. Okay. Because uh, I'm sorry, there will be spoilers, and I'm I'm too lazy for these films to put up a spoiler wall. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. In the end, young Corey Feldman has the bright idea when it's just down to him and his sister trying to survive against Jason, who's running rampant without a mask in the living room. The Corey's like, "Okay, I have a bright idea. No. I'm gonna shave off all my hair. I'm gonna grab a dagger. I'm gonna go down the stairs. And I'm gonna be like, Jason, I'm you. Stop." And Jason, as we all know, is just a plum-tuckered idiot who's just like, oh, yeah, that does look like me, doesn't it? Um, yeah, okay, wow. yeah, sure. That looks like it, the last it, time I looked in a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it, I don't know. It the, the whole ending is just stupid to me. And I'm sorry, like, Corey Feldman just I, – I don't like him in the ending. It's there, There's a twist ending. We'll talk it more when we talk Halloween because it's it's very similar ending for a fourth film in the franchise. But, God, it's stupid. I think. I think, personally. Oh, I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> Thank you. I give the film two stars. It's still a lot of fun. It's the most fun I've had for a Friday the 13th film so far. With the ex- No, I don't like the original. I was going to say no. with the exclusion of the original, but like I don't like the original. This one is a little better. I will admit that. Uh, and I understand Minky as a junior wanted to end it. I kind of wish they had ended it. I wish this mm-hmm. was the final chapter. But we'll be back next week for the fifth one, so we know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I give it a full face. Uh, I honestly had much better time than any of the other Friday the 13th movies. I, I will actually remember this one. I will say it is my favorite so far. It was, the, the, the stuff that was goofy in it was so good goofy for me. Like, that's <laughs> how the ending was for me. That I was like, oh my god. And he looked, <laughs> the shit he did to himself slash the makeup artist did to Corey Feldman. It was so, I don't know, I don't have the descriptors for it, but I just <laughs> thought it was so funny. And I was like, oh my god, yeah, give it to Corey Feldman. Make right. him the hero. Uh, it's kind of choppily done. 
Like it, the 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 shaving of his head is like it just it's very poorly done. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but because, it looks rushed. Yeah, so it looks like, like it he rushed it. it. Looked like he did it in five minutes, but, and that's what it's supposed to look like. It just it, it I don't know. It just comes off as absurd to me. That whole it ending. is just, absurd. I think that's why yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, all right. Uh, well, I think I'm ready to move on. We do Halloween next. Yeah, but uh, do you want to? Do you want to hit the, the? I gotta hit the head. You gotta hit the head. All right. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna soda pop while you do that. Audio. Audio. I don't know what the fuck that meant, but audio. 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 All right. I'll be right back. Oh my god. I uh I saw uh this TikTok. I'm not uh-huh. on TikTok at all. It was posted to a Doctor Who subreddit that I saw it on. Um you know the final scene in where where David Tennant's fighting the Time Lords, like they're trying to come right. back and like it's him and then the John Sims master comes up and like shoots lightning at the at them to knock him back. So they, they put it up and David Tennant was angry Doctor Who fans. <laughs> the evil time lords coming back were uh the 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 president Razalon was Chris Chibnall <laughs> and John Sims was Russell T Davies and so it's like it was David Tennant like I don't want to you know he's like I don't want to fight you but I don't want you to be here any longer you need to go back or you know, go back to your home go back to the to the time war die already and and then Razalon's like I'm dragging the whole franchise down with me and <laughs> I'm dying and and then it cuts to you know the woman who puts her hands over her face who could be you know fan theory believe is it's the doctor's mom I don't right. remember that time lord but the, that person putting the hands over the face was Stephen Moffat just being like oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> And then Russell T. Davies is just like, everything, my whole life. You know, John Sims like steps up and he starts shooting. He's like, you did this to me. You ruined it all. <laughs> this is my whole life. <laughs> it was so fucking good. Oh, fucking loved it. I was like, yep, this is everything. <laughs> this is the whole emotion of this whole Chris Chibnall era. Oh, man. Well. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that could all be part of the show. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, I just ranted about Doctor Who for 20 minutes. Uh, we're on... <laughs> we're on to Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. I think it's four years after the third one. People did not like the third one because no Mikey Myers, and because of no Mikey, they didn't want to have a sequel for a very long time. And so finally, they got the return of Michael Myers. He came back. And, you know, I don't think, now that I'm thinking about it, because I was just about to mention who plays Michael. I don't know if we'd said who plays uh, Jason in the last one. Let me look if I have him in my notes oh, here. Let's see. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I wrote it down who he was. Jason. Played by. Dang. In the archive. So many Jasons. Right. Jesus. Uh,. Jason, okay, there. I guess there was two. Oh, good. So, in the Hitchhiker murder scene, it's Tom Savini. Ah. And then it's Ted White, I guess, the rest of the movie. And nice. they're both oh, uncredited. Okay. They're both uncredited. I know Ted White. He's a. That's why I didn't have it written down because I couldn't find it in the, in the cast list on Wikipedia, is where I do my mighty research. <laughs> But I, uh, Ted White's in a couple of John Carpenter or in a John Carpenter film. Uh, I can't think of the one off my top of my head. It might have been They Live. But uh, here in in Halloween Four, Michael is played by George P. Wilbur for most of it. When he doesn't have the mask at the beginning uh, during the ambulance scene and the gas station scenes, he's played by Tom Morgan. But he is a very I, I like him as Michael when he has the mask on. It's not honestly the best look of the Michael character so far. You know, it's a very run-of-the-mill maintenance man suit. The mask is a store-bought <laughs> mask. Like, I, I don't know if they even actually made their own Michael mask. It looks like they yeah, just purchased a store mask. Yeah, it looks like a, a, like a different mask. mask. It, it's, it's not good. 
It's not good, but I like it still. It it it, it definitely feels a little cheaper. Yeah. And and for whatever reason, it adds to it adds to George P. Wilbur's presence because like especially in darker scenes. There's one scene in particular where he's he's uh scaring the girl. Um most of this movie is taking place around I think her name's Ellie Cornell. Yes. Is it? Okay, yeah, is that the little girl? Excuse me, it's uh Danielle Harris. Okay. I had two female names written down. It was a 50-50 shot. I flundered. Ellie Cornell's is Rachel, her older sister. Gotcha. And, they, and Danielle Harris is, is what's Jamie her Lloyd. Jamie and Lloyd. Michael's net niece. Michael's niece, Lori, played by Jamie Lee Curtis in the first two movies, her daughter. And apparently, right. Jamie has died. Apparently. Yeah, it's okay. it's a kind of just a we're not going to talk about it. We're not we didn't get Jamie Lee Curtis back for this, so we're just going to move on <laughs> straight on to her daughter. This is her daughter. <laughs> she has a picture of her from the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really funny. And but there's a scene with her uh, where she's in her bedroom. It's dark, and Jason's there. Or Jason, Jesus, Michael's there. <laughs> And I and I like Michael in that scene when it, when he's in the dark when when he's like sitting up and just menacingly stalking her like you know it's a good presence like it's it's not great this film does not have much great it's very mundane run of the mill for the Halloween franchise I would I like I would like to say that I kind of liked Loomis more in this movie I do yeah that is true except for his his face scarring constantly changing. Oh, I didn't really <laughs> notice. <laughs> it was so annoying. It's like they had like two or three different pieces and they just kept forgetting which one worked better and which lights because there's one that has like this very clear pust like bulbous pustule bump like right in the center of it. Yeah. That's not always there. There's some close-ups where it's just a flat flab of skin. Because it's if you remember, if we go all the way back to Halloween two, the hospital in that movie exploded. Right. They fucking they they killed Michael. He burned to death. Loomis was right at the center of the explosion. He was the one who caused it. So both of those characters at the end of the second one easily presumed dead. At the very beginning of Halloween four, they're in the car ride. There's a burnt Michael, and he's just you know the damn those people are like yeah he's dead as shit he's fried. And he just kills everybody in that ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. So he's not. Oh wait. No. No. That's not, not, that's not right. After is it? He's a. That's he's right. a. This is several years later. That's they right. They keep I on calling forgot. him an invalid because that was, yeah. I guess, the term back then. But he hasn't moved or done anything. Right. He's been in a coma, but Loomis thinks he's just been recovering. Yeah, and everybody's like, "That's ridiculous." His muscles would atrophied. I'm a doctor oh. who's better than you, and I know better but, I than mean, you about this evil guy. <laughs> I mean, to be, fair, to be fair, if he was not the boogeyman, his muscles would have atrophied. Yes, <laughs> my theory, my theory is that when no one was looking, he would maybe tense his muscles, get a, get a little bit of exercise around the bed. Or something. But, yeah, he could also just be in a constant flex. Yeah. A yeah. meditative state where he's just constantly pushing. He's just... He is yes. just tight and focused so hard on his muscles. Doing it right now. Just, he has that regenerative ability. Uh, and, and Loomis... I don't know how Loomis survived, but he survived with, like, a, a, a maim hand and uh, a, some facial scarring. And that he sometimes needs to, to use his cane. Sometimes he does that. <laughs> sometimes. And when he does use his cane, he uses it incorrectly. Yes. <laughs> He's constantly, like, running and only hitting the ground with, like, every fourth step. <laughs> or he'll be walking and he'll put it down with the wrong leg. And I'm like, Donald, you <laughs> – come on, man. <laughs> but – okay. So, yes, there is that. But beyond that, I love how he plays Loomis in this one. Yeah. Because he's – He's tired and terrified. He's like, I can't believe you guys are d you moved this and you didn't even tell me. This is so stupid. Right. Why would you do this? 
<laughs> and there's like there's an inexplicable scene, that, even though I really like it. But it's a uh, Loomis, you know, right after he knows that Michael's escaped, right after he's seen the ambulance crash, he goes to a gas station, and and Michael's already gotten there. Michael's gotten to the gas station because he knew there would be a maintenance man there whose clothes he could steal. And so he goes there to, I mean, Loomis is just getting gas. He's just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he goes in to pay for it like a good man. And when he gets in there, he notices some shit's up. He finds the dead maintenance man. And then he finds, uh, and then he sees Jason. You know, Jason's finally got the mask on. He's in this costume. And actually, no, he didn't have a mask on. He had the he had the bandages from the ambulance ride. <laughs> Still. Right, right. And but but like Loomis and Michael have a bit of a, a face off. And Loomis, like, I love him for this. He was just like, why don't you just kill me? He's like, just kill me. Don't go after anybody else. Don't go to Haddonfield. Don't do this anymore. Just just kill me and call it, please. And he's like, all right, fuck it. We're going to shoot each other. So he pulls out a gun. And he shoots at Michael. But Michael, they, they cut away before the shot hit. And Michael right. apparently has the ability to just poof and disappear. Uh, and I actually, I, I remember him raising the gun and lowering it. I don't actually remember him firing it. He fires, yeah. He they, fires they, they, Yeah, he raises the gun. They cut to Michael just standing there ominously. They cut back to Loomis and he fires like two or three times. And they cut back to where Michael was and he's just gone. And the bullets had hit like like bottles behind him and they were just leaking. And Loomis, thought, then Loomis lowers the gun. He's just like, huh, where'd he go? <laughs> I thought, because at that point, a lot of people thought that Loomis was crazy. Even though yeah. the ambulance crashed and it, the, they found the EMTs, but they didn't find Michael. They were like, listen, right. this guy couldn't move. He could have been flown into, like, uh, the creek for all we yeah. know. Yeah, like, the, the police officer's like, yeah, I've seen people get thrown, like, 16, 60 yards. <laughs> yeah, 60 yards, I think he said. Yeah, something like that. Is, and it's like, it makes oh, sense. My. Like, I'm sure that does happen in crashes. But I don't. You know, I don't think there would be that much blood splattered on the outside and the inside. So it was like it was still a little weird to me that they were just like, like, yeah, be casual. I know he was a crazy serial killer and murdered brutally a lot of people, and I know that there's bloody hand streaks down the side of this ambulance, but that could happen in crashes. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, this, <laughs> this guy's a loon. <laughs> <laughs> like it makes no sense so, to me though why Michael doesn't just fucking kill Loomis in that scene. Like it, I don't it, know. Maybe he has him there. Maybe I mean he is like he is like a psycho killer. Sure, he he kills. Right. He just likes to kill people for pleasure. Well, it seems like he's all after specifically his family members. Apparently, um, right, right, but. I think that he, because Loomis is one of the few people that understands him, he kind of likes having him around. Right. And it's kind of a little bit of a fun, like, cat and mouse kind of thing right. for him, maybe. Because unlike... Well, I'm sure there's reasons for it. Unlike Jason, Michael is actually very intelligent. He just does not speak. Yeah. Yeah. He just knows shit, man. Yeah. He knows shit. He does. But... But who does not know shit, even though I like Loomis, he does not know shit. Because when he gets to the town, he gets to the, the town. I, I don't know if this one takes place in Haddonfield. I can't remember, yes, honestly. Yes, it does. Because it does? They, okay. there's this there's this great bit where the town becomes a mob because they're not going yeah. to happen again. <laughs> that's what I was, was actually going to bring up. <laughs> Loomis's first thing when he gets into the town is he riles up a lynch mob. He doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. Uh, intentionally. That okay. Actually, it was after the police force was completely killed. And, yeah, yeah. So, but like, it, except for the sheriff and the deputy yeah, guy. Yeah, <laughs> but the sheriff's like, people, calm down. We got this. Under, uh, things are getting crazy. And Loomis is like, hey, it's not getting. You know, don't do that. Get your guns. Get your rakes. Get your knives. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> and then the sheriff's like, you really just let loose a lynch mob on this guy. Like, you know the damage they're going to cause? And Loomis is like, it's better them out there. You don't have a police force. So, I do so. want to say that you 
are over exaggerating what's going on because and and maybe what i'm going to say is an under exaggeration but as i recall it was one of the townsfolk who said all that like they were going to do all that and all loomis said was i think you should or something along those lines and i don't know the the sheriff was like what Yeah, I don't know the balance. All I know is the sheriff literally does turn around and say, you just let loose a lynch mob on this city. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does literally say that. So, And I still blame Loomis, too, because that's his first decision when he gets to town is like, yeah, let's just let loose the fodder for this man. Yeah, but, you know, there were... I don't know. They do I mean, a, obviously... They get their moment in the sun. They do get their moment, yeah. They, after they, after they after do they shoot they their own man, their like you say. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a sad Jesus. scene and it was also like uh you know it was kind of like a cautionary thing for the audience or whatever it was a bit of a dick cheney moment i think yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know go yeah. ahead <laughs> Oh, are you gonna go I don't know. I have up? absolutely no idea. I mean, I'm I'm ready to. It, it, I mean, I know I did the last one, but if you don't mind, oh, I'm ready to. I give it two and a half stars. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie is near the end, uh, as we said, that Michael does tear tear through the uh, the police force, and the sheriff, the deputy, uh, the sheriff's daughter who is having sex with the boyfriend of her main character. You know, she she was just, like, trying to start this relationship with this guy, but he was horny and she wasn't putting out, so he's got to go to the sheriff's daughter. They're all in this house, and they're all very barricaded yes. in this house. Yes. And I love that. They spend a lot of time showing them, like, carefully barricading this home. And then almost immediately, Michael's in the house. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That whole scene is so fun because, like, there's a little bit of, like, small jump scares where you think maybe Michael's, like, sneaking up on them as they're barricading. But he's not. You clearly see him outside when they're barricading everything. And then it's just, like, the next scene, he's indoors. <laughs> it's so fucking great. It's a good moment. Uh... Um, I do like the ending I like the, there's a, I'll say there's a 21 gun salute. I enjoy that. I think that's hilarious. Uh, I do love, I, I, it has again, a very similar ending to Friday the 13th part four, Jason dies, whatever that was called again. Uh, the final chapter. That's right. It was lies. <laughs> yes. Lies. It has a very similar ending with the child. They try to go for a, a bit of a twist ending with the child. Right. I think Halloween four pulls that off better than. Uh, the last chapter right the last chapter it feels goofy i don't like it feels really weird it's like okay you're trying to end the franchise but that's the ending you go with that's not how the franchise ends you're definitely gonna bring it back halloween 4 they weren't hiding behind a this is the end this is this is the return right yeah and i like the ending to this one because it does feel kind of like it's an inevitable thing you can't stop this stop michael that said, it's still a goofy ending, but I like that they pulled it off a little bit better. And just the the whole scene in the the sheriff's house, the the stuff going down on the rooftop, the the mob with the guns, the the crazy hick farmers who are all out there shooting things. They have some good moments. I don't really believe Michael riding the back of a truck for about five miles before he does anything. That happens in this movie, and it feels a little silly, <laughs> like. You telling me he was hanging off the back of the truck for five miles? Like, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Done uh, so stuff. If I can go into mine, yeah. There's a lot of really dumb in this movie, like com- yeah. compared to the other ones. Uh, it, yeah, it feels a lot more thrown together than the other movies. For that, it is my least favorite Halloween so far. Agreed. However. I do think there were some interesting things that happened. Like I said, I liked Loomis in this one. Jamie has inherited the dreams from her mother of Michael. And that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Like, there's a lot of, as you said, a lot of just dumb. 
Uh, I'm actually going to retract my agreement and say that I don't like Halloween 2 more than this one. I like this one a little more than Halloween 2. I think Halloween 2 is kind of not needed. Uh, Um, I won't disagree with that, but I don't think this one was needed. (laughs) Well, I I agree there, too. This one's definitely not needed. But, like, for... I love the third one, and I love the first one. Yeah. Halloween 2 just feels kind of just like a meh. This one at least tries to do something new. This one is this like, does do there's this little girl. New. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's just there's a little more to this one. I do like the story of the dead with Jamie. I just thought that, that she, her awareness of Michael was yeah. so fucking weird. Uh, but the yeah. bullying her from school, that part like is like, man, kids are actually fucking like that. I mean, yeah, we all know. kids suck. And her life probably would be like that. Like why would you even think to have her raised in the same town? Like Yeah. I don't get why it takes place town. in Hadfield. <laughs> yeah, for fucking real. Uh well anyways, I give it a face still. I mean, it's not like I don't hate it by any means. It makes me interested to see what goes on in 5. But right. I did not really, I guess, care for it as much as the other three movies, I'll say. Totally fair. Let us continue. That one came out. Halloween 4, continue, or Halloween 4 came out in 1988. So they pushed it back many years. They, they took many years off from number three to number four. Because Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, also came out in 1988. Mm-hmm. So... Halloween and Nightmare have finally caught up. They're coming out in the same year. Halloween was coming out in the same years as the Friday the Thirteenth. Now it's coming out in the same years as Nightmare on Elm Street. We've hit a we've hit a turning point here. We're on to number four. This one's directed by Rennie Harlan, who I know Rennie Harlan for directing Die Hard Two. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, it's not it's not my favorite Die Hard film. Let me just tell you that right now. <laughs> Stars Robert England, of course. Of course. I, I will say up front, this is my... Uh, I, I thought I had seen all the Nightmare on Elm Street films. I watched this whole movie and I really didn't remember much of this. And it, thinking back on it now, I still don't remember much of it. This is a really <laughs> down point for me for this yeah, franchise. Cause I will 100% I, agree. However, yeah, I know the plot vividly. <laughs> go for it. Because I, I can remember the first third... And then I did not care. So, uh, we open up with Kristen. Not the same Kristen. Nope. <laughs> the, uh, this one's Tuesday night. Yeah, yes, this is Tuesday night. That threw me for just a second, but that is the actor's <laughs> name. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Tuesday night. Uh, and that's that's the that's the hero night. That's not uh, right. that's not yeah, darkness with night. With the K. Yeah. And, Honestly, I think she plays Kristen better, but yeah. it's it's not the same character at the same time. Yeah, it's not it's not Patricia Arquette, and it's very obviously not Patricia Arquette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's not. Anyhow, they did get uh, Rodney Eastman back for Joey, as well as Ken Sagos as Kincaid. Uh, I think they both showed that they maybe have grown as actors a little bit in this bit of role in the couple yeah, of years especially, in between. Especially the one who got to talk in this film. <laughs> yeah, Joey, yeah. <laughs> you know, he didn't do bad w- with you know, with having to mime in that first No, movie. no, he didn't. Yeah. But it's just like he actually gets to emote in this movie more. Yes, yeah. Even though he's only in it for the first 35 fucking minutes. Exactly. They kill all the survivors for this movie <laughs> Yeah, for the last movie that's when I st- in the first thirty-five minutes. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's when I stopped caring because when this op- movie opened up, I was like, "Oh, okay, we're just gonna follow the survivors." That's kind of that yeah. makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. I was like, "I can deal with some more dream warriors." More the hell, dream yeah. warriors. Fuck yeah, I'm all right with that. Nope. So we're gonna cut all ties to the franchise. Did, yeah, which is so weird. Like, why make it a direct sequel if you're gonna do that? Right? Anyhow. The last movie introduced dream powers, and Kristen, for example, the lead in the, in the first movie, she can bring people into her dreams. So she brings 
Joey and Kincaid in because she's worried Freddy's coming back and they're trying to comfort her, telling her they're not. And then they all die. However, she, being Kristen, brings in Alice, a friend from high school, her boyfriend's sister, and she brings her into the dream. And it turns out that Alice has a dream power that she can absorb other people's dream powers like Cypher from Heroes. (laughs) Yep. Fuck it. Sure, why not? (laughs) So when all these characters die, she absorbs a little bit of them. And so she is actually the Dream Master. (gasps) Plot twist. Yes. I I don't know if I was was supposed to give that away. And actually, I, I think it's really what it is, is that fight for dominance between Alice right. and Freddy. And um, I will say Alice, played by Lisa Wilcox, is the best acted female hero in this series. I can agree with that, but I just don't care when we get to her character because of the first 40 minutes. Right. Or 35 minutes. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't, I, I didn't realize they were setting her up to be the lead. No, not at all. Not with the not with the first three Dream Warriors there. I thought she was just gonna be another Dream Warrior. Yeah, and, that and maybe been cool. that's what they were trying to do, like really throw us, like really yeah. explode our expectations, just make yeah. them dissolve into ash and the wind. But it just it really just feels like a, a, a quick stop of the record. We're just gonna yeah. flip to B side halfway through the first track. And it just it was so weird. It was it so out of left it field. Good. It doesn't make it good. No. And, but I agree when she becomes the badass at the end, when they, you know, there's, there's a good badass moment where I'm just like, you know what? Hell yeah, I'm on board. She's a good badass. I'm She's totally awesome. fucking down for this. But getting to that badassery was rough. I, I don't, I honestly think I either started checking the phone or like maybe even reading a book because like I didn't care for her friends. I didn't, uh, Alice's friends. No. I didn't care for any of them. The the dream sequences feel weird because I mean, which they're supposed to feel weird. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. But course. this time, there's a lot of them that occur in the middle of a room. Whereas you know, in the in the past few films, if you fall asleep and you're in a group, the dream kind of lures you away from the group so right. that you don't realize the weirdness of everybody around you not reacting. Right. This. It's like a woman, I think there's like a scene where she's, she has like a snake or something that's like wrapping around her in the middle of a classroom. I can't remember what's going on. But like there's something that's attacking this woman in the middle of the classroom. Everybody else is taking a test. And then Alice or, or Tuesday night, uh, what's her name? Um, Kristen. Kristen. Jesus, I already forgot the, the, the hero of the third film's name. Um, but like, I can't remember who it is, but whoever else is in the classroom, it, she's the only one reacting. She's the only one panicking. Except for the person getting attacked also. But it's right. just, it's it's so weird. I don't know, it just feels out of place. I don't like many of the dream sequences in this film. They're not as imaginative or, or just cool as the last few films. I 100% agree, but you gotta love Beach Freddy. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. Freddy was... Yeah, the... Freddy with sunglasses... Uh, I'm surprised, and and like how he even, like he shows up even like right, right, and he does get a he does get a good bitch line in there, and I yeah, like that. Definitely. You know, I'm enjoy I'm I'm enjoying the bitch name drops. Those are fun. Uh, it, it is starting to feel a little old, where it's just like, all right, come up with a new catchphrase. Like, yeah, you're you're four movies old now. The bitch is the bitch has been done, but. <laughs> Uh, I, what am I to say? You know, it's like I, I've loved the the franchise so far. This was the first one to actually make me feel somewhat like, oh, all right. You know, it's it's been so great until now, and I don't I don't actually think this is a bad movie per se. I think there are some good things here, but just because it's not to the quality of the last three, it it doesn't feel like a good film. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that I I 100 percent concur because that i looking back on it i do think there are redeemable things about this movie yeah it's just one it's in not particular. the same caliber of the, the other yeah three. the the body horror is yeah. great oh yeah. i do love the body horror in this film there's a lot of it 
the, my favorite one there's this lady who turns into a cockroach like that's a yeah. solid scene it's it's yeah. gross and it's it's so wild i mean it doesn't l- like look realistic obviously you can tell the the prosthetics and everything going on but it's body horror and it's it's pretty decently done body horror that i i was digging the fuck out of it yeah and you know for how that scene would have to be done that actor did awesome i i don't know yeah, what she that did. character's name is to to be I don't honest, either. To give her, credit. she was the weight. She was the weightlifter. She was yes, the, the fitness. She loved one. working out. Yeah, and I, I just can't remember her name. I don't remember a lot of the characters. That's the sad thing. But the, and, and also, to be perfectly honest, it was all, that person's only character trait. Right. Was that? Yeah, I, and I want to work out. And, and the guy, there's the guy early on that I thought was going to be the main guy we were going to follow when I figured out that we were following these characters. Right. Um, but but he is like the second one to die, and then it just far, starts following another guy. You know, he's yeah. just another another guy there for Alice, and I'm just like, I don't get who we're supposed to be paying attention to here. Like, yeah. none of these characters are really well explored except Alice, except for Alice. Yeah, uh, Kristen, I think, sure gets some more development, but we are already knew her character, even though this is a completely different character. Yeah, they even yeah. got her mom back. <laughs> I, I will be honest; like it did throw me that it wasn't Patricia Arquette. I didn't realize it was the same character until she right. pulled in those two characters, and I was like, "Oh, wait, that's not what what's happening here?" You know, I was, I was so I yeah. was thrown for a few seconds, and I had to just like stop the movie and pull up Wikipedia and be like, "Oh, okay, they couldn't get Patricia Arquette back." <laughs> okay. Did did you see a reason? I did not. I'm you know you know me. I'm bad at research. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I meant to look it up myself, so I'm not blaming you at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I'm ready for closing statements. Uh, I don't know what else to say yeah. about this movie. Uh, it's not that I don't recommend it. I give it a face. I, that that's all I can give it though, and yeah. I didn't really care for it just because it felt like a letdown. If maybe it had been a month since I had seen the last one, maybe I'd like it more. But the thing is, like, I wanted to like Kristen in the last movie. But for some reason, I wasn't really into it because it felt, I don't know, her acting seemed a a notch lower than the rest of the cast. Fair, fair. And in this one, I finally liked Kristen and they kill her off. So right. it, it's hard for me to feel like I enjoy this movie, but Alice is kick ass and there are some fun scenes, but like you said, there's also some that feel kind of lazy. I give it two stars. It feels like the wells running dry for the imagination here. There is, there is a good scene where you don't realize during the dream where it's like uh, the, the scene keeps reintroducing from the very beginning yes. of the scene. I really like that. That's kind of too. horrifying. That was cool too. Like, yeah, that was well done. I remember reading that Robert England said that like he was just like this movie has my favorite scene of all of the movies we've done so far, and I'm not even in it. And it was <laughs> that scene. It's that. It's that one where it's just the thing keeps repeating over right. and over again, and it, you don't realize it. It takes you a moment realizing it. Yeah, yeah. I and like I like that. that. That that was good, but. But other than that, like the well's running dry. Like I said, it, it, Robert England's fun, but there's only so much you can do when the imagination's not there, and it, it really just does feel like the imagination's not there for this one. And so it's it's a bit of a disappointment. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm curious who wins in part four for you. Well, firstly, I do want to mention talk about that scene real quick. I like oh, yeah. how it's. When it when it first was introduced and he's waiting outside the diner, I was like, "Hmm, that's where she ditched him." And I don't remember them conversing about meeting there again. That's a weird choice. And then it turned into that it was this repeating dream, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that's really good." Right? Yeah, it was it was really well done. Yeah. I really enjoyed that scene. But that's that's about you know that's kind of it. I really like the first third of this movie and that scene. That's so, it. we're on to the the choice. Who yeah. who pulled away? And I can't give it to Nightmare. It was too much of a disappointment. 
Yeah, we That's finally have say. one where I'm in agreement. Nightmare's not good in it. Yeah, but I have to say that it hurts me a little bit because I did not care for the previous three movies. But I liked Friday the 13th Part 4 more than, <laughs> part of, than Halloween 4. I did. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to give my vote to it. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's that's totally fair. Like as I told you before we started recording, I was at I'm at an impasse right now where it's just like I don't know which which right. way I want to fall on this one because Friday the 13th the last chapter, it's got the hey Tad, <laughs> Where's the corkscrew? It just like, hit me in so many so many chuckles for it. It's just Ah, it's, it's good. Just, it's it, it needs to fall under comedy horror, but like, yeah, there's just so many unnecessary scenes. Like, honestly, yeah. the entire house party is completely unnecessary. It's completely like this started out being a camp camp horror. It it's yep. a completely different fucking movie. As the last Friday the Thirteenth movie said, <laughs> "Sex, sex, sex." That's all you guys That's think about. It's getting I... pretty fucking boring, isn't it? Uh, yep that that whole that whole movie though is sex and crispin glover is there and and <laughs> like good. and i agree with you i want to give it to crispin glover because that is what makes it good but i also do think that halloween 4 works more as a better film Maybe and so i'm, I'm right. gonna give I it yeah uh, I'm gonna. Well, I mean, personally, uh, it's just a personal opinion. There's no right. such thing as a better film. It's it's always whatever your opinion is on the matter, and and I understand wholeheartedly why you had more fun with uh, the last chapter. I had more fun with the last chapter. The, you know, it was the first Friday the Thirteenth film where I was laughing and having a good time. Yeah, exactly. But, I didn't have as great of a time until the final chapter, which is the final chapter. It, yeah, I think I'm giving it to Halloween Four for two reasons. One. Because I think it is a better film. Even if I did have more fun with, with the last chapter, I think it's a better it's totally film. And, and even though this isn't the one I want to win, <laughs> I just want to give Halloween one victory. There like, you go. Just <laughs> one victory. I'm sure it'll win later on down the line. I'm sure there's better, there's this, more opportunities. This might but, end up being the best Friday the 13th movie. It, it could be. It, it is, could be. It is for and some you're people. you're missing out. <laughs> it it is for some people the best. There is one film of the Friday the Thirteenth films that I hold more dear than all others, <laughs> and, it's, and it's an absolute god awful mess. But I fucking love it. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there, there a couple years from now. I'm sure. Uh, uh, I'm excited to get there. But but for now, I'm picking Halloween four. You're picking Friday the Thirteenth four. It's totally fine. We've had different decisions before. That's what makes us good friends and good co-hosts. Yeah. I think that's been the show. It sure has. I'm the Faceless Leon. And I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. Safe travels. And good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.